And don't forget, Josh, holler at your boy and tell him the train has left the station listen, on listen. the woke thing. I'll holler at while you and Kay Ivy are at that Whitewater Park in Montgomery. $25 million too. I'll holler at Will. All right. Alrighty, welcome in, boys and girls. Another fantastic week. Your favorite political podcast, Alabama Politics, this week with Josh Moon and David Purcell. How are you, David? I'm okay. This is a, a sobering week, though, isn't it? Pretty sobering yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. Has been a very has been a very sobering week, um, and uh, you know if uh, you've been under a rock, which I can't imagine that you're listening to a political podcast and you've been under that much of a rock. But uh, you know we've had some more uh, shootings uh, this mm-hmm. week, and uh, uh, three nine year olds killed at a private school in in Nashville, uh, right up the road from from us, and uh, really kind of hit home for a lot of people. I think uh, you know it's it's. It's always a little different when it happens close to closer to you. Uh, you know, always always hits a little harder uh, when the when the accent sounds like your accent, and uh, uh, you know, and the the scenery kind of looks like the scenery around where your kids go to school. And uh, so, I think that uh, that hit a lot of people kind of hard. Also, had a um, a police shooting in Huntsville. Uh, just uh, I, you know, I I don't often quote uh, the attorney general, uh, but he called it an ambush. Uh, type shooting. And I think that that was pretty fair. in this case, uh, uh, the officers responded to a call and then got shot, uh, you know, by surprise, they were, I saw a female victim. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, we're just surprised, I guess. And, uh, and we're, and we're shot. Uh, and there were, there was video of this pretty, pretty terrible video of the aftermath of the shootings of, uh, you know, when, uh, they, they were trying to, give aid to the officers. And, uh, so one, one officer, uh, died from that. Uh, another officer is in still remains in critical condition, right. uh, Crumbie and Morin, yes. uh, were their names. And, um, uh, the guy had been on, uh, been a cop in Alabama for 11, 11 or 12 years. Uh, the officer who died Crumbie, and, uh, had been with Tuscaloosa for eight years, been with Huntsville for three. And, um, it's just terrible. Uh, you know, it's a, it, it is a reminder to everybody, I think, that uh, that job is uh, is particularly dangerous, mm. you know, um, and and those guys, when they go out, do, in fact, risk their lives on a lot of those calls. Um, yeah. And it is, um, you know, it's, that should never be forgotten or overlooked. Uh, yeah. You know, we we have expressed problems with with some police officers and the way that they have behaved. And, uh, you know, and I'll continue to do so mm-hmm. uh, because. That's right, too. Um, You know, we we have rights as citizens, the same as police officers do. But I've said before, I respect police officers and the the very difficult job that they do. And I I hope that, uh, uh, you know, that that we can you know do something to to make life a little easier for his family that he's left behind. Sure. Um, Absolutely. I mean, those of us who criticize policing. Mm-hmm. are not against, you know, good policing. No. We are all for yeah. good policing yes. and good police officers. What we are criticizing is bad policing mm-hmm. and bad police officers. Yeah. Uh, we're also criticizing a system that does not hold policing and police officers accountable in the way that it should. So that's right. what we're criticizing. But we yeah. celebrate officers that, 
are serving the community with dignity and integrity, and we celebrate <clears throat> systems and strategies in policing that are designed to uh, serve the community and help the community and not suppress the community or harm the community. And by the way, since we're on this, I, you know, I, I heard a story uh, recently about um, one of the TV stations had done about how um, the pay for Huntsville police officers is going up. And mm-hmm. apparently coming out, if I understood the story correctly, coming out of the academy, these men and women are now going to be uh, paid, I think, a baseline salary of $61,000 a year. Nice. Uh, if I understood that correctly, and if I'm quoting that correctly, that is wonderful. When I yes. saw that, I thought, that's yeah. great. This is a hazardous job, and mm-hmm. hopefully it will, um, hopefully that kind of incentive will increase the number of qualified, high caliber people that you want to be yeah. in that role. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've said the same thing about uh, the correctional officers, you know, I wish mm-hmm. that we could, we could figure out a good way to, to pay them a lot more uh, than we are, because I think you do, you increase the quality of people and you increase the willingness of those people to do the, the right things and to, and to, you know, fight off doing the wrong things because they're, they're afraid of losing that job and losing that career. And, and you're, you're right about, you know, uh, we praise good, good policing here. And what bothers me more than anything is, is the fact that there are oh, number one uh, is that there are some bad police officers who take advantage of the good work of, of those guys, uh, you know, because, you know, the good work that they've done have, have given the, the entire police force a lot of leeway. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we put a lot of trust, a lot of blind trust into police officers a lot of the time because of some of the good work that has been done rightfully so on their part. And, you know, and, and some folks come along and take advantage of that. Um, and then we have the other issue that you, you touched on was that, you know, some, some good cops don't stand up for, uh, don't stand up and say, no, we're not going to, we're, we're not going to allow that. You know, the, we, we, there's some covering for, for some of the guys and I get, I get it. You know, I get they're they're in a tough job. They get criticized a lot for things. You want to close ranks. You want to support your folks. Um, you know, I, and so I understand it to a certain degree, but you know, when you're running around, uh, for example, uh, and, and trying to, snatch up all the the videotapes of uh of basically a murder that took place like what happened in chicago um and you know and and lying for people under oath then you know you've crossed the line and and that's what we have a problem with and i i I hope that most people agree with that because i think that's right but uh these guys man you know from me and morin that were just out you know doing a job um apparently from all appearances it just you know took a call it was you know, there was a female victim who had been shot and was they were out trying to figure out what was going on when, uh, you know, guy came out shooting. And uh, this guy apparently had a, a conviction earlier, uh, a gun related conviction and shouldn't have had a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, again, we go back to the ease with which you can obtain a weapon these days. Um, we had uh, the the shooter in Nashville, mm-hmm. which. Apparently, there's a full full court press on the fact that this was a trans individual. Um, and I don't, I don't have, have any do idea. And that's what I said. Unless somebody and, in, in, you know, unless they got were using a reproductive organ uh, to do the killing, I don't yeah. really give a damn about what the you know, how they identify uh, because it's the gun. Yeah. It's the gun that was, the you know, that, that they were using. Uh, and 
uh, you know, that, yeah, how, that I mean, that, you know, that just that the, the more I think about that, Josh, it's just really appalling. Yeah. So we've had <clears throat> how many mass shootings in this country? You know, hundreds, hundreds mm-hmm. of literally because a mass uh, shooting, literally by, dozens this year. Right. I mean, a mass shooting by definition is what I think it's uh, when three or more people are, are shot. Mm-hmm. OK, so we've had hundreds. And so because we have one, one yeah. that involves a trans person, all of a sudden now the issue is trans. Are you well, freaking kidding me? Well, it gives you. OK, so it gives them. The, an opportunity, a lane to take uh, to move the conversation away from the gun. That's right. all it is. It, exactly. it, it gives them a conversation. It gives them a conversation piece to move it away from the gun. It's the same as, uh, well, mental illness. You know, yeah. what was it in, in Uvalde? What was it? Doors. Well, you remember that? Remember when they recruited? Oh, what about these doors? Can mm-hmm. we get doors at lock? You remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was just, just, and so it's always some shit to get around the gun. That yeah, is always the problem. It's yeah. gaslighting. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It is. And and that's that's what happened here. And, you know, in this this individual, uh, she was or just had uh, mental health issues. Her family worried about uh, her and said that, uh, you know, that they had reported her for, for different things. Mm-hmm. Still able to go out and, and buy up uh, seven guns and an untold amount of ammunition um, in a very short period of time. Roll up to a to a school shooter way into the school because the doors were locked. Uh, so we can't, we can't uh, criticize the doors uh, and, and, you know, and, and go in and, and start shooting. And, you know, thankfully the uh, police officers in Nashville uh, responded appropriately quickly uh, and took action. Uh, unlike Uvalde uh, took action and, and put a stop to it before any more people were killed than yeah. the six who were the three children and the three, uh, school officials uh, that that died, um, and you know, good on them. You know that the body camera footage, which and which I might say, isn't it amazing how quickly that body cam footage drops when everybody did the right thing? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, how about that? Huh? Yeah, all of a that, sudden that it's not a problem to release yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, no, yeah. nobody cared. They yeah. had that thing blurred out, edited, and ready mm. to roll in a matter mm. of. I mean, it was out. It was so quick, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, "Here, have you seen the body cam footage?" I was like, "What? It just happened earlier today. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, that thing was out, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, and and but good. I'm glad it yeah. was. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad, glad it was. was. I'm glad. And and they they went in, and you know, you don't want that. You don't want that gig. You know, no. You don't. You don't for many many reasons. You don't want to roll up to a school and hear shots being fired inside of it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to roll down those hallways with the little backpacks hanging on the walls. And the, um, so, so let me ask you, yeah. you know, uh, before, <clears throat> before we started recording today, mm-hmm. you know, I saw your sweet little one mm-hmm. there with you on the screen. Yes. You and your wife send that sweet little child to school mm-hmm. every day. Um, I have to say, uh, God, I mean, I'm just going to say, God bless you parents mm-hmm. who are sending your, and your children, who are sending your children to school every day, because <clears throat> I would have to imagine that on some level, mm-hmm. you have to have a little bit of concern about, <clears throat> pardon me, 
allergies acting up. A little bit of concern about, you know, uh, what that means in in this context. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you process it? Um, man, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, honestly, it's, it's very, very tough. Um, it is cause I'll tell you what's, I'll tell you what's tough about it is, um, is, you know, when you, we watch, so like, like the body camera footage and things, um, and you see them walking down the hallways of the, of that school. And then off to the side are these little pegs where all the kids have their uh, their backpacks hanging up outside of their classrooms, their backpacks and their jackets. And um, and and I know what that, you know, that that's where they hang them at, at my daughter's school that she goes to. Uh, they hang them outside there. They go and get their jackets. So when they go to the playground and to play, they can grab their jackets off their little pegs and go to the playground and they drop them off on their way back. And so all of that looks very familiar. And and then, you know, you just so it's it's very hard to separate your reality every day from what you're seeing on there because it looks so similar. You know, there's a lot of ways that you kind of separate yourself out from this and say, well, this is not going to happen to us because, you know, it, it, that doesn't look like us. That's not us. That's not this is not how we do. This is not you know, it's a high school. Ah, who's got a high school kid? We're not in high school, uh, you know, and uh, but when you see it like that. Um, and, and it's, you know, uh, hour and a half from, from where we live. And, and, you know, my, my daughter right now goes to basically a Christian, uh, daycare pre-K. So a church run pre-K. Um, and, you know, we did that for the, uh, for the flexibility of, you know, of being able to take her, like, for, for example, right now we're in Montgomery. We've been out of town for most of the week traveling. My, my wife uh, travels sometimes. And so when it's an interesting trip or something, or she has to go for a few days, we go with her. And, uh, you know, and so it, that gives us the flexibility to do this because we know we're not going to be able to do that for a long time. Uh, next year, she'll go into, into kindergarten and, and it'll be a whole different thing. And so, but we, we did that there and, and that's what that school looks like. You know, it's a, it was a basically a church run school. And, you know, it, it's, there, there's no good answer. There's no, it, it terrifies you, honestly. It, 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 it's something that you never, that I never thought about, you know, uh, we're, I'm a little older as a parent. Uh, and so I, I went to school at a time when, you know, the Columbine shootings were like, what the hit, what shooting at a school, what, you know? And, um, you know, the the way this has transpired over the course of the last several years is infuriating. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's infuriating to know that we've done diddly shit mm-hmm. to to stop this. And people say, but, you know, they want to it's amazing how how deep into the nuance people will get on this issue to hold on to their I don't know, I guess gun beliefs or whatever. I don't, I don't really understand what it is that they're, they're after on this, but um, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how deep, well, it's, it's mental health, you know, it's, it's, well, we need to, you know, we need to really, the uh, these pills and these video games and these, you know, other countries have mental health issues. Other countries watch the same video, have play the same video games. They watch the same movies. They have the same problems uh, that, that we have. They don't have these. 
They don't have these school shootings. They don't have they don't have kids showing up and, and killing kindergartners and and elementary school kids. Um, that's that's not that happens here and nowhere else. And and it's because we have we've done this. You know, we've done this over so many years. Yeah. Of of failing to act and failing to show people that this is a, a an issue. Of failing to put restrictions on things. Of failing to to give people. You know, I'll tell you this. Um, I, you know, that they talk about your red flag laws and there've been a lot of red flag laws over the last uh, several years of where, you know, you have somebody and and in this case would have stopped the shooting. Uh, this person would have been unable to go out and purchase these weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we had had, if we had had the red flag laws in place and we had had uh, laws in place uh, that require background checks on all weapons purchases, including private sales. Okay, mm-hmm. if we'd had those things in place, then this this shooting would have most likely been stopped because this person would have had to go to extraordinary lengths to obtain weapons, in which somebody would have probably been able to find out about that mm-hmm. of what was going on, or at the very least, she would not have been able to to acquire the weapons of war that she acquired uh, mm-hmm. to go into the school. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've got I've got a little experience of that. Uh, you know, we, we, we've fought for, for a long time, uh, to keep my brother from, from having a weapon, yeah. uh, from having a gun yeah. and, um, and couldn't do it, couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Uh, the gun that he ultimately <clears throat> used to kill himself, he purchased that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I know what this mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I, and, and let me just say most of these folks that struggle with mental health issues, they know that they struggle with it. Mm-hmm. OK, and and they want to do something about them at various times. OK, and I, I'll tell you now, my brother would have been willing to put himself on the list mm. at different times. OK, and I, I think that that's probably true for a large majority of folks mm. that struggle with these that are, they're, you know, they're not going to go into a school and shoot up a school, but right. they will have you know, they will hurt themselves, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. or they might hurt somebody else uh, in their family. You know, that happens a lot as well. We have sure. you know, murder suicides happen a lot. And a lot of those people would put themselves on these lists. And mm-hmm. I I just um I don't know, man. It um the fact that we can't ever do anything um because it is quote unquote woke or whatever, uh, and which by the way, if you're if you use the word woke, I immediately do not take you seriously. OK, and I, I don't know anybody with a working brain that does. All right. I don't. I mean, you, I, I think that you are a clown uh, at that point. Whatever you're doing, you're not serious about it. You're just yeah. trying to, to raise a point about you're trying to draw attention to yourself uh, because you're a child and you need that attention. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the evolution of that word has been interesting because I think. Um, I want to say I first, uh, I can't remember exactly when I first became aware of it, but I know that Childish Gambino, who's mm-hmm. a rapper, R&B singer, rapper, yeah. also known as Donald Glover, the the uh, <clears throat> the creator of that brilliant series. Jimmy Chase's nemesis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, he um, He had a song on one of his projects called Stay Woke, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the evolution of that word, it, it, it went from, from a community 
trying to uh, in primarily black community yeah. and, 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 and black lives matter supporters trying to, I think, encourage uh, each other to, you know, to be, vi- to be vigilant, to be conscious, mm-hmm. to be aware of what's going on. You know, it went from that to, you know, as many times happens with American language, it, it you know, the evolution became, it became something of a pejorative, uh, mm-hmm. you know, used by people on the other side. So yeah. I'm with you when I hear, when I hear conservatives talk about wokeness, you know, yeah. my skin crawls. I, I, I understand what you're saying and it, and it, and it does bother me as well. Um, but that's not, that's not the, that's not the origin of the word, but that's where we are with it today. But, but but let me, uh, let me, let me say to you, uh, before we, um, move off of this, that, um, I do think, especially when it comes to this Nashville shooting, there is something else to think about. And, and that is, and I mean, we, we, we will, we will probably never fully know, um, or, you know, what the motivation of the shooter was. Yeah. But, but my understanding, if my understanding is correct, which is that the shooter was a former student mm-hmm. of the school. Is that your understanding also? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. We do know, and this doesn't justify at all what the shooter did, but we do know that sometimes children are wounded by their experiences at school. Yeah. And and they have different reactions. A little bit later in the podcast, we're going to talk about Nigel Shelby, a young man Mm -hmm. who was bullied uh, Mm -hmm. at his school. Uh, and Nigel's reaction was to kill himself mm-hmm. at 15 years old. Uh, so we know different people are going to respond to bullying and, and, and things in different ways. The Columbine killers, as I recall, uh, at least one of them, if my memory serves me correct, uh, felt felt like he was bullied. Yeah. You know, so his reaction ultimately became this. And I think what we should learn from this is it should be a reminder again that not only, you know, we, you know, teachers and administrators at these schools have to do their best. And I'm not saying they're not because I don't know, but I'm just saying Mm -hmm. we have to really remind ourselves we've got to do our best to create environments where all children feel as safe and as welcome as possible. You can't eliminate bullying. Bullying is just, it's a part of being human, unfortunately. But it has to be taken seriously, and we have to to attack bullying, hold students accountable for bullying. And teachers and, and administrators who are aware of it really have to, they have to be proactive. You know, and 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 maybe, 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 God willing, it will prevent some of these these horrible situations from escalating because some child is wounded because of of some horrible experience that he or she had at school. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, um, and you talk about you know concerns of of parents and stuff. That's a, that's another. You know, we watch you know all of these things happen, and and, and you know, knowledge of Shelby is is one, and you know, we we've, we've seen it with other kids even younger than that. You know, trying to take their own lives, and um, you know, because they're so distraught over the bullying that takes place now, because you know they basically. Uh, carry their friends around with them in their pockets, uh, yeah. you know, with their, with their phones and their connection to social media and stuff. And, um, you know, there's, there, uh, I believe it was Utah's governor, uh, just signed a bill, uh, into law the other day that, uh, that required some parental, uh, oversight, uh, before children can, can access social media. Hmm. Um, and you know, I, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with 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 that necessarily. I'll be mm. honest with you. I mean, mm. it, it just I, I think a lot of it is, again, I, I, it's, you know, from uh, a gen, I'm from a generation where we did not have that growing up. Um, and and that's never something that we had to deal with. You know, the bullying at school stopped at school and um, you, you know, on, on occasion you would have, you know, some kid or something that you had a problem with that you, you know, you were going to see later at a ball field somewhere or something along those lines, but still, you know, you, you had a separation there, which, uh, didn't exist and you didn't have these people piling on as it's so easy online. And I just, uh, you know, I, I know exactly what you're saying and, and you're right. It's, uh, it's something that we gotta, we've got to pay more attention to. And I think, uh, you know, I think teachers and, uh, they're, they're aware of it every day. Um, and, and so I, I hope that they're doing everything that they can, uh, all the time because it is, it's real life kind of consequences, uh, if you don't. And, um, and, and, you know, you never know how people are going to react to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, all right. Uh, we've that is man. That was one depressing opening segment. Well, yeah, you but know, that's serious, life, man. Serious stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. So, all right. Well, I tell you what. We're going to come back. We're going to bring in uh, Representative Penny McClamming, uh, who is talking about something a little more brighter, a little hope, more hopeful, um, uh, a little more upbeat, I guess, and in a repeal of the uh, grocery tax, mm. uh, and and hopefully now we're we're moving forward in this state a little bit uh, with yeah. this. So. Uh, Let's slide out. We'll get her in here and uh, be back in a minute. Alabama politics this week. Hey, uh, if y'all would do us a favor and uh, go, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go and rate and review our little podcast here. Uh, That would be very, very helpful for us. Uh, You know, people might pay us to do this. You never know. Yeah, but yeah, but let's not stop at Apple. Also, uh, you can do the same thing on Google Play, Amazon, and some of the more Android-friendly, uh, you know, platforms uh, as well. I forget that Dave is an Android guy. I am. Me, I'm a conformist, <laughs> and so you know, go to Apple. But seriously, wherever you go, just do it. Just, just go and, and rate and review, and, and that would be very nice. Unless you're gonna leave a bad one. Don't do, don't do that. Josh doesn't like don't, that. Don't leave a bad. One. Thank you. All righty. Welcome back. Alabama politics this week, Josh Moon, David Person. And this is going to be a bit of a surprise for you. Yeah, uh, this yeah. is where you would normally uh, hear the interview segment. But um, listen, you know, we we record, we do the best we can to set up interviews and sometimes things happen. OK, uh, that's just the way life works. And uh, uh, Penny McClammy had a 
uh, an appointment in court. She's a working attorney and, you know, she had to go. And mm. so those things, ha- these things happen. And mm. as our schedules are this week, uh, you know, we couldn't really have the flexibility that we w- might ordinarily have with this. And it's not like we didn't try to set this thing up. We we yeah. went through all the proper channels and uh, and did, you know, what we thought we confirmed and moved everything around and, you know, life happens. Okay. Yeah. Not the end of the world. So yeah. instead of, instead of that, you get me and David talking for another segment about, you know, just, <laughs> we don't even know what we're going to talk about. We're just like, you know what, let's talk for 15 minutes. And like, okay. Uh, so, uh, but th- there are, you know, there are a number of things. Uh, there's one thing I did want to bring up because mm-hmm. I, I wrote a column and I don't know if you read it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about it last week about the Lakeith Smith situation. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I did not know of, uh, of kind of the the juxtaposition of the Lakeith Smith ordeal with Wesley Phelps, mm-hmm. uh, who was another troubled uh, and youngerish man um, that found himself in trouble in Elmore County as well. Uh, Wesley Phelps was a tw- was in court. This is the astounding part of this was he was in court. They, they, these two folks were in court at the same time uh, for sentencing, and uh, Phelps was an eight-time felon, okay? He had been arrested and spent time in prison, uh, was released on parole, shocker, uh, in 2016, uh, and was out and had already committed some more crimes. And so he had several felony warrants out for his arrest when police in Alexander City spotted him riding around in a stolen car with his girlfriend. Uh, They gave chase. He fled, and he fled up into Elmore County um, and... uh, Going around the curve, lost control of the car. Uh, he was also high at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Toxicology reports would later find. Uh, had lost control of the car, rolled it over, hit a tree. The girlfriend that was with him died as a result of this. Um, I, I just, um, he went then and entered a plea with the Elmore County DA's office, uh, with the DA's office uh, in Elmore County, the same folks that were gleeful over Lakeith Smith's sentencing of 65 years in jail right. thought that justice had been served. He entered a plea deal with them, a plea arrangement in which that wiped away the felony murder charge. And it um, allowed him essentially to get a three-year sentence mm-hmm. from the same judge that sentenced Lakeith Smith to 65 years. He sentenced this individual to three years in jail. Uh, and, to, and also gave him credit for time served. He was out in a year. Yeah. He was out in a year. And the reason we know he was out in a year is because he committed more crimes once he got out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, then, uh, and then somehow another was out again after those crimes. Uh, and just, it, man... I, you know, I wrote that, and and I, I, I obviously touched the nerve because I got a, a lot of emails off of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of emails off of this from all over the place. As a matter of fact, I got two emails. First, this might be a first. I got two emails from lawyers in Africa. Mm. Um, yeah, I never, never, never received uh, something like that before. I think I've received emails from Africa before, but never had received uh, from attorneys in Africa. Do you remember what uh, nation? What nation? No, South Africa. Africa. Both were from South, South Africa. South Africa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it is, um, it is appalling 
uh, to go through that. And, and it's not, it, honestly, it's not a surprise. As somebody wrote um, uh, underneath the on my Facebook post, when I posted it on Facebook, somebody wrote underneath it two words, Sibley Reynolds. Um, and that's the judge. And that, mm-hmm. you're, and they're, they're, they're correct in that. They're, mm-hmm. they're not wrong. Uh, but Sibley Reynolds is not the only Sibley Reynolds in our state. Okay. Right. Um, right. This happens a lot. As a matter of fact, it happens in that district a lot. Right. So to be so to be clear, uh, so that nobody misses the point, your contention is that this judge and other judges are making blatantly prejudicial uh, sentencing rulings based on race. Mm -hmm. That's your point, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And and so and so um, you're saying that there's a pattern that has been established by this judge and other judges, and it's something that ought to be not only documented, as you've done, and and we're grateful to you for doing that, but I would argue it's also something that ought to be challenged. Mm -hmm. And so my question is uh, to you, do you know of any entities that are trying to challenge the judicial record here of these, or 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 the sentencing records here of these judges and if not, don't you think there should be? Yeah, well, yes, there should be. There, uh, I think if you go back and you pull, uh, there are a couple of judges in that particular circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think it's the seventh circuit, but I, I'd have to go and, and make sure. But I, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent on that. Uh, but in that particular circuit that serves uh, Chilton, Elmore, and Otago County, there are there are more than a few judges. As a matter of fact, I documented another case. Uh, you might recall, of a young Hispanic man, uh, Mexican uh, origin, uh, that was sentenced to 99 years Mm -hmm. after he fell asleep and crossed the center line and hit a car head on and accidentally killed a nurse. Uh, He was the the judge sentenced him to 99 years for that. Okay, you know, there was uh, there was all this talk about, well, I think he might have been drinking. And, you know, and of course, the blood toxicology and all that came back as uh, he was well under the legal limit. He had drank the night before. And I think everybody was okay with uh, sentencing him to some prison time uh, because of it was an irresponsible thing that he did driving uh, sleepy as he was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, ninety nine years you know, with no prior record, was not right. here in the country illegally um, and and had been working uh, for, you know. And so we have we have we have this sort of thing that's going on here. And and let me just say the local media, um, including my, my former employer, the Montgomery Advertiser, uh, allowed that individual to be cast as an illegal immigrant and as this huge villain. Uh, out of this whole thing, when when you actually talk to the people who knew him, including a very prominent Montgomery family who had hired his aunt, and it was the way that he got legal representation uh, because they stepped into this and said, "What are you? What are y'all talking about? This is a good kid that came here to work, had worked out, had done such good work. They had extended his work visa. They applied for, unlike most people that come here and overstay their visas and things on purpose and don't do it. He had." applied for an extension of the visa, been granted an extension of the visa, and was then on his way back to Mexico because that extension was about to expire. Mm-hmm. He was going to beat the extension back into Mexico, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was following every law that we have here. And he went out the night before. They, they were, you know, he was leaving. They were throwing parties. He was meeting up with his friends. He drank a few beers at, at a party. He slept at the party. 
or he slept at wherever he was, got up early that morning to drive to, to prep. And mm-hmm. he got he got up too early and uh, he was sleepy when he was driving. And, and, this, so, and he was how old was he, by the way? Uh, I, th- I believe he was 19 at the time. Yeah. So you're basically treating a 19 year old. And, you, you know, we talk all the time about the immaturity of yeah. people that are under 25, 26 years old because of the, the, the their, their frontal lobe and their brain hasn't fully developed. Um, so you, you're basically, when you were saying uh, that he uh, should not have driven uh, being as sleepy as he was, and, and I don't disagree with you, but at 19, yeah. you're not no. necessarily the best yeah. judge of that kind of no, thing. No, exactly. And that's the reason why you'll, you, you'll never find another case like this. You'll yeah. never find another case like this. And, I, and they can say until they're blue. And let me just say, the judge who sentenced him was black man. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but I guarantee you, that the the race, his race, played a role. The way he was cast as this illegal immigrant who killed this good white working nurse there, and she was. She was a good working lady that well, was, uh, I mean, she was a good woman that had a family, and it was a terrible, terrible tragedy that happened uh, out of this, okay? Well, yeah, but, but, but wait a minute now. We need to be careful because it sounds like you're suggesting that a black person can be a bigot. A racial bigot. That's what it sounds like you're suggesting. And I just want you to, I want to be clear. I want to make sure that, that we don't, we don't go down that road because we all know that it is, that it is genetically impossible for black people to be bigoted. It is genetically impossible. I, I'm going to say, I don't think that's true. Uh, you don't think that's true? <laughs> I don't think oh, that okay. may be true. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe uh, I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. it is. Gen- maybe yeah, that's not looks- true. No, it is. Maybe, maybe you could. Maybe hopefully people can hear the uh, sarcasm in my. Yes, I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they know. Yeah. I mean, but it's just you know what I'm saying. It's um, it, it just leads to these these ridiculous sentences for people, and and it just it, it's so un, the unfair. I mean, I, you know, when I talk to these folks and they did not want to be part of any story or anything like that, they just you know they were like. You know, I can, we can't believe that this is taking place with this poor family. That these got these people were so good. You know, then they were they're such good people. He's such a good person, mm-hmm. and and you know that this happened. And um, you know, and it was just you know, they, they, the all of this rhetoric around. Well, you know, he was stumbling around at the accident scene, and you know, and and he could, you know could not hardly form sense. Well, first of all, this English accident. is a second language, you know, <laughs> and and he just had an accident, which you know he hit a car head on. What the heck? Talking about, yeah. you know? of course, it was he was just, stumbling you know, around. He was I mean, it just it's, it was like honest to God, it was like something out of the 1960s Alabama, wow. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, where if you've ever seen uh, you know the uh, the movie based on Brian Stevenson's uh, you know career and, and life. Uh, uh, What's the name of this? Uh, oh, with uh, 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 Mercy, Just Mercy. Yeah, Just Mercy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of like this where you're just, you know, they just come continue to make up things, mm-hmm. you know, to justify what they were that they wanted to do with this poor mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just is so atrocious, man. It's, you know, and, and yeah, speaking, and then uh, I didn't even get to a chance to, atta- you know, to go after this this week. But then on top of that, the, the, our appeals court bends over backwards to let this cop in Mon- in Huntsville out. Uh, ben Darby. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten. We were supposed to tackle that. That's yeah. a good thing. That's a good thing. Miss McClammy didn't show up. We were, yeah. you know, we, we had, <laughs> now we got an opportunity to bring that up. I mean, yeah. uh, that, oh, man, 
I, oh, I, I nearly lost my shit reading that that yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. And listen, that was written by a guy who I respect, Chris McCool, a judge mm-hmm. uh, that that I who I like. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think they bent over backwards to find a reason to to send that thing down for a do over in the hopes that it either it was going to get tossed or at least during campaign season they could say we did what we could for him, you know, because yeah. well, it had gotten attention from outside groups out there. Well, kudos, at least so far, kudos to uh, conservative Republican D.A. Ralph Broussard here in Madison County, who has said there will be a retrial. Yeah. He said, we are going to take this back. And and I don't and I don't know how you can come to any other conclusion, because fundamentally, the problem is I don't care what anybody says about anything else. The fundamental issue is. You had two police officers in there who were engaging this gentleman um, um, who was who had a gun pointed at his own head. And within within less than 15 seconds, if I recall correctly, uh, this officer, this other officer, the convicted officer comes in and decides to just shoot the man within Mm -hmm. 15 seconds. You know, yeah. totally disregarding the efforts and the work of the other police officers who were there, yeah. um, not respecting the situation at all, just comes yep. in, busts in like a out of control cowboy, and mm-hmm. shoots and kills this man. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, but you know, even even beside all that, so so this is what the appeals court said: is the reason they sent it back down is that the. Uh, the judge did not allow for a jury instruction to be read. And the jury instruction that should have been read to them is that uh, the, the jury should view this. Uh, uh, did he uh, or ask the question, should he uh, did he behave as a reasonable police officer would have behaved? Uh, they, they should view it in the and the, through the lens of a reasonable police officer. That was the entire damn case. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, all right. So, so you can say that, that. That's what I'm saying. When when I say they bent over backwards to do this, they nitpicked their way through this thing to find anything. Uh, and I'll tell you how bad they nitpicked it. Number one, it wasn't even something that should have been brought up on appeal because it was never raised at the lower court level. Okay. So that's something that should not have happened to begin with. They should have never even brought this up. They had to stretch. They had to bend over backwards to even introduce this as a thing, because it was never brought up at the lower court level. They never challenged it based upon the Alabama laws uh, for peace officers. Okay. So that never should have been something that was even broached on appeal. They should have been tossed out. Oh, you know what? Cause I guarantee you, we can go through a thousand cases of, well, let's just say minorities uh, that have been brought up on appeal on a situation very similar to this and said, Hey, you know, this thing right here, according to law was, you know, they shouldn't have done this, or they should have provided this jury instruction. And they went, well, should have raised that on, you should have raised that lower court, nothing we can do, but they didn't do it here. They've been over backwards to do this for this man. All right. And then on top of that, there's, even if you say this thing was not done properly. Okay. Even if you go back Mm. and say that, then you have a second test that you must pass before it gets, gets sent back down, which is, was it harmful? Was it harmful to this defendant? And so they have to then ask, was the jury, because they didn't receive this instruction, did the jury view this in a way, or were they not allowed to view it in a way that would have changed their verdict? So would this have fundamentally changed the way the jury saw this? 
That was the entire case. The entire case was, did this person, this police officer, act as other reasonable police officers acted? Okay, Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. the whole thing was. That's why they had the police experts. That's why they had the the other officers that were there on the scene. That was why they had the Aaliyah investigator who talked about, was there anything that, that justified imminent uh, imminent danger to the police officer and how they classify it as imminent danger as police officers. That was the entire case. There's no way it could have been harmed by not providing that jury instruction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid, man. Mm-hmm. So stupid. And and you see exactly what they're trying to do with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it just, um, it's really, it's appalling really because, um, it uh, it undermines, in my mind, it undermines the whole idea of what justice is supposed to be, and um, and I and I and I'll never forget, Josh. I mean, and I'm I'm moving away from the appeals court here for a second, but I'll never forget uh, sitting in Mayor Tommy Battle's office, Mayor mm-hmm. of Huntsville. I'm sitting literally like three to four feet away from from Tommy. And, and I say to him, you cannot support the actions of a convicted murderer. And he looks at me and says something along the lines of, well, I don't think he did anything wrong. And I've seen the videotape. Well, you know, I don't, you know, I don't understand how he could not see in that tape what the rest of the world sees. Yeah. How could any, you're talking about reasonable actions of a police officer. How in the world could it, in any world where there's justice, how could it be deemed reasonable to, in less than 15 seconds, decide that you're going to shoot and kill a man who's already in communication with police officers and who's pointing a gun not at them, but at his but at his own head? Who's telling you? I have no intention of hurting you. Yeah. Yes. Who's, who's, say, who's not making threats towards you? Who's the? You know, man. It just. Yeah, you're right. And and it's something I didn't even I didn't even bring up. And all my ranting and raving is we saw the video of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. The jury saw the video of this and said, "No, he murdered that guy." Okay. Yes. That's what they said. That's what they said. They said, "No, he murdered this person." And ah. Uh, I just, man, it's it's a screwed up system we're dealing with. It is a screwed up system. Uh, it is indeed. Yeah. All right, let's um let's slide out of here. Uh, we'll come back in a few minutes and we'll wrap this baby up uh, with uh, more of me and David. <laughs> back in a minute. If you're hearing my voice, that means you are a fan of Alabama politics this week. And I want to tell you how grateful I am that you listen and that you're engaged with what Josh and I talk about every week. So I want to ask you to continue listening and uh, continue to support us and definitely reach out with ideas, comments, suggestions. Uh, Your support makes a difference and it means a lot. Welcome back, Alabama politics this week. Well, let's let's move along, um, as they say. Uh, you know, I, I don't. Uh, 
there, man, there's there's some, just some tough stories this week. It is uh, there's there's no uh, uh, there's no good uh, there's no good upbeat. Hey, let's laugh about things for a little while. Stories, um, you know, and and because we talked briefly at the beginning uh, of the podcast about Nigel Shelby um, yeah. and his family, and they they reached a settlement uh, with uh, with Huntsville City Schools this week, right? Yeah, they reached a, a settlement agreement with the schools. Uh, and, and for those who don't remember, uh, uh, back in uh, 2019, uh, young Nigel Shelby, a 15-year-old freshman at Huntsville High School, uh, killed himself. And uh, it is believed, based on um, on all of the all of the uh, ev- evidence that remained and te- and and from investigations that were done including by uh, attorney Benjamin Crump who the family retained uh, it is believed that young Nigel killed himself because he was bullied for being a young gay man a young man who was gay <clears throat> and so um his family Retained um, uh, attorney Ben Crump, and I interviewed um, uh, I interviewed attorney Crump and Nigel's mother uh, back in 2019, um, or it may have been uh, yeah, it was 2019. It wasn't 2020, 2019, because <clears throat> um, the family retained Ben Crump because they wanted to see if. Uh, there were some missing uh, elements to this horrible story. And uh, one thing that the family believed was that um, that there was a failure of, on behalf of the school system. There was a failure by the school system, I should say, uh, to adequately protect the young man and to discourage the bullying. In fact, I think the family, if I recall, the family even believed that there was reason to think that there may have been some complicity uh, in the bullying. And, and by that, I mean uh, teachers not who were aware of it, not really taking it seriously, not really trying to address it. And uh, in fact, maybe even uh, <clears throat> perhaps even using some religious rhetoric to suggest that Nigel should have been, um, or not religious rhetoric, let me take that back, that's not true, but, but, but using rhetoric to suggest that Nigel uh, should have um, uh, just kind of changed his behavior in order to lessen the bullying. That's my recollection of, uh, of, what, uh, of what his yeah. mother said, that she uh, had reason to believe. And so um, um, they, um, um, the uh, Crump and and the and the legal team were able to get this settlement. It's a pretty significant settlement. I mean, it's uh, eight hundred forty thousand dollars. Yeah. And um, and 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 the other part that's also critical here is that not only did the family get some financial compensation, which you know I, I don't know that. And I know some people may uh, may feel a little squeamish about the financial part because we all know there's nothing that can replace a child's life, mm-hmm. but uh, no amount of money. But uh, 
but I know this did take a toll on that family. And, yeah. um, and I don't have any problem with them uh, getting that money. But in addition to the payment, the family stipulated that they wanted several policy changes to be in place. Uh, they wanted to make sure that there were updates to the district's policies um, that would help to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, lessen the, the, the possibility of a, of a child being bullied and of the system failing the child. They want to make sure that, that families in the school district, in the Huntsville City Schools, are aware of the anti-bullying policies and all anti-bullying procedures. Mm-hmm. They also want to ensure that the professional development is given to the staff, they, what they call high-quality professional development to all staff, mm-hmm. uh, again, related to this issue. Uh, they want to ensure that um, that the school system continues to implement its ongoing suicide prevention efforts for students. And they also want to um, ensure that the system expands its current climate surveys for students. I think that's very interesting. In other words, looking at from the student standpoint, they want to know how do these students feel? Do they feel safe? Yeah. You know, or do they not feel safe? And then they also want to make sure that, um, that the school system strengthens its tracking of complaints of bullying in schools. All of these are very substantive demands, you know, and stipulations. And this is part of the settlement. And so the Huntsville City Schools apparently will have to provide annual reports to the Shelby family for the next three years to show that they are in compliance with these changes. Yeah, well, good. Good. Yeah. All of that is very, very good. Um, yeah. You know, I, you're right about them not being able to bring somebody back. It's, you know, um, that's just the way it is, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, I, somebody, listen, everybody also gets all bent out of shape about attorneys making money, okay? Mm-hmm. But, you know, th- those guys did work here, you know. Yep. Uh, that would, would you have these substantive changes had these attorneys not come in and did this work? And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to take a portion of that money and, and you know, well, probably 30, 35% or so of the $840,000. And so, um, you know, I don't, I don't have any problem with that. Um, you know, I don't have any problem with them making this money off this because it may ultimately save the lives of, of children in the future. Um, and why in the hell are we still bullying kids over being gay? And and why are teachers allowing such things to happen or, or administrators? Uh, Cause I can't, honestly, I, I can't imagine that that's, you know, that, that this is, these people are still allowing it at this point in time and in our society that we're still allowing kids to be bullied over being gay. My God, what are we doing? Um, So I hope that that is, that makes some real changes in the school system. Me too. Can we stop though at that point for a minute? Because you, you, I think you're asking a question that we need to dwell on for just a minute. Why, why is this continuing? Well, the answer is because, even though we see a lot of changes in the media where where people who are who are uh who are on the LGBTQ uh spectrum in some kind of way whether they're you know uh, whether they're there because of their sexual preference or sexual identity gender identity the reality is we know in churches mm-hmm. and in families mm-hmm. there continues to be 
Um, homophobic language used, homophobic yeah. attitudes continue to be perpetuated. And, and so, you know, there is still a reluctance in, in many, many cases in, in, in significant pockets of our society. There is a reluctance to accept people as they are mm-hmm. and to allow people to be who they see themselves as. And I'm saying I'm talking now about, you know, things like um, look at what we see in Tennessee. You know, we were talking about yeah. Tennessee earlier in the podcast yeah. with this whole fixation with trying to crush drag queen shows. Why? Why yeah. do we expend this kind of energy and time? Dealing with something like that when you've got far more intractable, 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 I think I'm saying that right, problems in that state. Yeah. Why, why in this state are we fixated with, you know, things like that? You know, when we know that we've got people that are hungry, we've got people that are homeless, yep. we've got homes yep. that have been broken by divorce and poverty. Why do we continue to fixate on these things? I, I don't understand it either, uh, you know, and it's a, uh, it's so, it's so, it's so crazy to me because again, we, you know, apparently this is going to be uh, uh, my, my parenting, parenting podcast here, I guess. Uh, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, we, uh, the other, not the other day, um, you know, my five-year-old uh, asked, you know, about, uh, she was saying something about, I can't remember how the conversation even went, but we were in the, in the truck together and it was just me and her. And she started talking about, about people be, getting married. And, uh, she said something about, uh, boys and girls getting married or, uh, we said, wait, can girls marry girls? And, uh, and I said, yeah, some girls marry girls, some boys marry boys. And she said, really? And I said, yeah. She said, why do they do that? And I said, well, because the other person makes them happy. And uh, and it's none of our business, you know, about mm-hmm. that. So uh, that's perfectly fine if, that, if that's who makes them happy. And she said, oh, okay. And we moved on to Barbie songs. And, I mean, that was the extent <laughs> of this. And so, you know, you know, I mean. It doesn't it doesn't register her with her. It's just it's the same as like, you know, as race and stuff with with them. And I know that this will not will not last uh, for her lifetime. And she'll mm-hmm. have to learn about uh, this history and things that have gone on. But, you know, she doesn't. You know, one of her best little friends at school is a little, uh, is a little black girl uh, named Trinity. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I mean, she doesn't when she describes her, she describes her as the little black haired girl. I mean, you know the what I'm saying? Black haired girl. Yeah, wow. the little black hair. You know, yeah. the little black haired girl, Trinity, you know, and uh and she doesn't, you know, and I'm not saying she doesn't see color or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the most important thing to her is not the color of her skin, it's the color of her hair. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that's what she identifies, you know, with. Uh it, and so yeah. uh, that's you know, and so it, it just this is what we do to kids. Mm-hmm. All right. This is what we do to kids. Over the course of time, we we remove all these things where they're like, uh, okay, you know, uh, and and instead we replace them with you should hate that, uh, or you should be ashamed of this. You should be, you know, this is not something that's natural. This is not something that's normal. You should not be around them. You know, we we that's what we do. That and mm-hmm. and and it's it's honestly it's pretty disgusting. You know, it's yeah. it's pretty because this the the fact that a kid is getting this none of your business. It's none of your business. It's what mm-hmm. makes them happy. Treat them like a human being. Go on and live your life and shut yeah. up. Right. You know, 
Right. And that's all you should be teaching your kids as well. It's just none of your business. It's not, mm-hmm. they, they're happy. It doesn't make it. You wouldn't think anything about it if they were, if they were a straight person. So why are you worried about it? You're not right. in their business. Leave right. them alone. You know, right. and why why can't we do that? Why can't we do that with our with our kids? Why can't you do that with your children? Well, right. you know, I'm going to do that with my child. Why can't you do that with your children and be a responsible parent? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a uh, it's a very it's a very strange um, it's a very strange impulse that we have as a society to not just accept that people. You know, we 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 pay lip service to this idea of freedom. And individualism, but then uh, there's a there's a strain in our society that has this really horrible impulse to say, and yet I want to control what you're doing. Yeah, I want to control yeah. what you're doing over here yeah. and what you're doing over there because it doesn't match what I think you should be doing. Yeah. Well, if I'm not asking you to do it, what do you care? Right, you know? Exactly. I'm not exactly. coming up to you saying that you have to marry a man. So why are you worried about? whether or not this man is marrying a man or not. It's just yeah. ridiculous. And, and, and I'll tell you this too. And, and I'm going to preface this by, by saying outright right now that there's nothing about what I'm about to say is a justification for what took place in Nash- Nashville. That is mm-hmm. not, I'm not justifying anything about it. It was wrong. It was horrible. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And the person got the ending that they probably deserved. Oh, out of that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to say this as I've watched and I haven't watched Fox News, but I've seen on Twitter and, and different things the coverage of this from Fox News and the outrage over the trans shooter and every, you know, Tucker Carlson and the, the other angry lady, uh, Karen, I guess. Or, oh, is her name, uh, I Ingram. Yeah, is Karen Ingram. Uh, or no, I don't. Laura. Think yeah, Laura. Yo, yo, Karen, you, oh, you tell. Oh, OK, Karen, I see what you're okay. doing. OK. Yeah. Uh, so. I, you know, so I've watched them do this and I've watched them be out. You know, I just I can't even believe these angry trans people. Um, let me let me just say for the last two years, this political party that you you're basically the PR firm for right. has spent their time telling these kids that they don't give a shit if they die. That's right. okay. That's they right. have spent the last two years passing legislation, despite doctors and parents and and these children right. themselves telling them we are going to die if you do this, and mm-hmm. them saying ah, fuck you, we're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to get us some votes, you know. Mm-hmm. So so yes. That person was terribly wrong, mm-hmm. but what they did was a a view a, a few seconds view into what you've been doing to them. Okay, all right. Yeah. Just, just because you can't see it on a police body cam footage doesn't mean that you're not killing them the same way. All right, yeah. and that's through suicide, and you know that that's what's happened. All right, and what you doctors and what, have stood up and told you this. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I wanted to make sure people understand what you're specifically talking about is this legislation that denies these young people mm-hmm. the care that they need, and the care that not only that they say they need, their parents say they need it, their doctors yes. say they need it, and these legislators who don't have one ounce of medical training between them probably in most mm-hmm. cases, if not all cases, uh, are, are deciding they're going to play doctor and actually play God. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it, not only that, not only that, but lying about what's taking place, lying about what's taking place in order to vilify the, the children and their parents 
okay, and, and and making light of their situation. Oh, just a boy that wants to be a girl, or a girl that wants to be a boy, just so they can compete in sports, you know, or, or some nonsense, you know, and, and yeah. reducing it down to these things where uh, and pretending as though these parents are just marching their kids in one day for a sex change operation, mm-hmm. and, and instead of what the doctors are telling them that no doctor's doing that. No doctor is going is going about handling it in this way. That this these are multiple steps that are taken over the course of years with these children to try to get them to a place where they are comfortable in life. And and you have parents. There was a uh, I want to say it was a sheriff's deputy or some law enforcement officer that stood up before the Alabama legislature in a committee meeting and said that his child went through this and and nothing. Nothing about them made them feel okay until this process was undertaken, mm. and and it, that he was convinced that it saved their lives, mm-hmm. convinced of it that, mm-hmm. that it was a, there was a, just a different child at his house. It was happy. He was happy, and every, life was good again. And and begged them, oh, please don't do this. But you know, as as it has gone, uh, including when police officers begged them not to pass these ridiculous gun laws, they yeah. said, you know, uh, we're we're better. We know more than the doctors and the law enforcement officers and everybody. So we're just going to pass it. And and again, I'm not justifying in any way, shape, or form yeah. what yeah. took place at, in that Nashville school. Not at mm-hmm. all. I'm not justifying. She was wrong to do what she did. And so I, I mean, a thousand times wrong to do what yeah. she did. It was terrible. It was horrible. But what I'm wanting you to understand is is what is happening there is on a larger scale, on a larger scale that you don't see every day. It's happening to those kids. That's Mm -hmm. what was happening to them. And so is there some anger among the the trans people that are out there? Probably so. I would have to think so. Uh, Yeah, I would imagine there is. And and will some of them be pushed over the edge like this? Probably so. Yeah, but I I would imagine you don't have to be trans to be <clears throat> angry about no you know what what is done what what these children are subjected to in schools and churches and in families where they're being bullied where they're being um uh where they're not being treated like uh, with love and and acceptance uh you know as human beings you know we get caught up in all of the adjectives you know, yeah. uh, trans or gay or black or white or whatever. Ultimately, we're all human beings. Adjectives aside, we're still human beings. And yes. I just think uh, we got to move past it. And and I'm with you. I don't I don't lose any sleep over the fact that this person was killed because she was killing innocent people. Yes. So I don't lose yes. any sleep at all over the fact that the police killed this woman. But uh, but but the but the tragedy is, I wonder if, like you, I wonder if, you know, to what extent the culture, uh, and you know, in in and maybe at that school when that child was in when she was a child and in that school, I wonder to what extent the culture, uh, there or the climate there, uh, helped to, uh, create you know, in this person's mind, the rationale, the horrible, mm. evil rationale to conduct yeah. that horrible act. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and again, we're not saying that it's, it's something that's a justification at all, no. but it's, it, you want to avoid these things, right? No, you want exactly. to, because you, you want to avoid these because of, of the outcome of these, these children dying. And also, you know, you, you don't want to turn out a, a person from your school that is that disgruntled and that, 
that, you know, mentally damaged, um, you know, and uh, it's just it's just terrible. Uh, who did we decide our, our right wing note was going to we You know, can, can we split it? I think we should split it. Let's split it. Let's, Let's do split it. Because I wanted, I wanted to, you know, uh, I wanted to say that my my boy Will Ainsworth and his um, his tweet of, uh, and he also I think put it on Instagram, uh, calling people somehow or another working the word woke into yeah. uh, his condolences for the officers who were shot uh, in Huntsville, uh, and to which Doug Doug Jones just ripped him to shreds yeah uh, uh, um, in, yeah. A, in a twitter response to that i mean that that that's i mean dude come on man time and place i mean yeah. you know i mean time and place even if you're going to use that ridiculous woke nonsense i mean yeah, at least pick a better time than that and not to mention and pick a better police department than the Huntsville police department uh where the pay has risen by 25 percent basically over the last few years uh before you start talking about defunding the police man I mean, mm-hmm. come on man and- and, and also, I couldn't help but but laugh because I'm thinking, aren't Repu- haven't Republicans also been talking about defunding the FBI? And yeah, everything? exactly. I mean, so right? That argument yeah. seems to me to be uh, to try to pretend that that's some woke quote unquote yeah. left wing <laughs> liberal argument. Now yeah. that that ship has sailed, baby. Tell yeah, your boy he's late. Yeah. He's late. The train here. is way down the track. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just unbelievable. It really is. I mean, so so stupid. It's so dumb, man. I mean, just the whole thing is so dumb. Stop it. Holler at uh, your boy. Yeah, and our other guy is, uh, or actually, other people were were the folks in Tennessee uh, uh-huh. that, uh, uh, and and specifically the uh, the the congressman uh, that stood on the uh, the congressman or representative that stood on the steps uh, and said, hey, "We're not going to do anything. Yeah, congressman. We're not going to do anything about this." Um, now you also had uh, Ogles, Andy Ogles, who I know is a congressman from there that uh, that sent out the Christmas card last year with his entire family holding AR-15s, basically, uh, and and firearms. And you know, it just that's what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, that's what we're talking about with with the gun culture and the gun love and everything. It's 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 ridiculous. Yep. It's this is this is what leads to that. Okay, um, you know, you can talk about protection and you know protecting your family or whatever and as i've said many times you, you're not up here taking photos with a deadbolt you know mm-hmm. um and uh you know it just mm-hmm. it, you're 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 doing this because it's a culture yeah. okay and it's a you, you think it's macho you think it's rebellious or whatever and you know it's if you want to treat guns like a tool that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's how I see a gun. Mm-hmm. A gun is the same as a hammer to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a tool to do a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that job is to kill. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what the gun is for is mm-hmm. to kill. Um, and that's all it's for. Uh, it's, it's to kill the person that breaks into your house, I guess. Uh, or, you know, more likely it's to kill a deer or to kill, you know, birds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people that hunt and I have no problem with any of that. I have no problem with you protecting your home or whatever. I just want people to treat it that way. And I, I, you know, but instead we we've allowed the NRA and the gun lobby and the gun manufacturers to push us to these things. And now we have so many weapons floating around that people are dying every day. It's the number one killer of children. And we pretend like we can't do anything about it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, uh, and I, it just blows me away that there hasn't been an uprising by now 
you know, yeah. f- with American citizens, because we know we can send people to outer space. We can solve mm-hmm. all kind of medical problems. You know, we can do a lot of stuff. So you're telling me we can't yeah. do anything about the proliferation of, of, of guns and and what that does to our society. That just it just makes us look weak. And especially when you when you juxtapose what's happening here in America with what happens in other developed countries, it just really makes us look bad. Yeah, I mean, you're basically telling us that America sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're saying. Is uh, we're you know we we suck too much to do this, um, and um, and and that's a shame because you're right. Other countries have done it. Other countries had these problems and said, nope, we're not going to have that anymore. We're going to do something about this. And, uh, you know, when we pretend like we can't. And what what makes it more galling is that we pretend like we can't, even though we once did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah there we, was we a once like upon can't. a time, many, many years ago, children, there was an assault mm-hmm. weapons ban. Yep. Yeah. There sure was. And when there was sure an assault was. weapons ban. These shootings, the percentage of these shootings were dramatically lower. Yeah. You know, I, and I also I heard another thing, uh, you know, as, as uh, some Republicans railed against uh, the, uh, the gun free school zones, um, you know, the other day and, and talked about uh, I think it was uh, our, our favorite friend Marge from North Georgia mm. uh, talked about how it was, uh, you know, what, when the when the shooters go in, they're the only ones that has guns in the school uh, because, you know more guns there in schools make everybody safer every day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she talked about how this was a, it's a huge problem that was, uh, you know, that was passed during, I think Joe Biden, I think she blamed Joe Biden for the passing this. And, yeah, uh, and it was, yeah, she said, uh, uh, of course, Joe Biden was, would have had to have been president for the last 30 years <laughs> because it was actually passed under George H.W. Bush. Mm-hmm. It passed the school free, the gun free school zone, the law mm-hmm. uh, passed through Congress. On a voice vote in the Senate with no objections mm. and 331 to one in the House. Mm. That's what the part that's what the bipartisanship was on that bill. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. and that's how if you want to take a look at, at how far to the right the Republicans have gone. There's your there's your answer. OK, when you're attacking something that passed with that sort of bipartisanship and and made a lot of sense at that point so mm-hmm. all right let's get out of here uh all we're right. giving y'all enough uh i know this was uh kind of a depressing show but listen you know the show reflects the world y'all y'all want it to be better y'all do better things okay mm, and, absolutely uh, and don't yeah. forget josh holler at your boy man tell him the train has left the station hey, listen, on listen. the woke thing i'll holler at while you and k ivy are at that whitewater park in montgomery that she's <laughs> sending 25 million to i'll holler at will all right <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> uh, here, here in a few, here in a few weeks, we're going to be sponsored by that damn Whitewater Park. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, see, we left you with some happiness. You're welcome. Peace. All right, till next week. Y'all be safe out there.